there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it be life out here on our little hobby farm, or how I keep things simple in our homeschool, or just about simple life in general. And often on this podcast, you'll also get a dose of Jesus, because I truly believe that the remedy to clutter and chaos is Jesus. I truly do believe that the more you desire him, the less you desire of the things of this world. And the easier it is to get rid of distractions and clutter and all those things that can interfere with our walk with Jesus. So I'm so glad you joined me for another episode today. I wanted to talk today about a topic that I feel is so prevalent in our society today. And, um, You know, I just really had it on my heart that this is um, a topic that so many of us are burdened with, and that is the topic of busy. And I wanted to talk today about how to find freedom from busy, breaking free of that whole um, rat race that we're in and that whole um, culture that we're in that makes us feel like we need to be busy to be successful. We're going to talk about how to lessen your schedule, how to find the things that really matter and that are really important, how to be a good steward of your time, how to honor God with your time, how not to be busy um, just for the sake of being busy, and sometimes we're almost busy doing nothing, (laughs) and how to find more time for the things that are truly important. So there's a lot of different aspects to this whole topic, and I really wanted to start with talking about being a good steward of your time. Face it, we all have a limited amount of time on this earth. None of us know exactly how much time we are going to have, but it is limited. And We really need to keep that perspective so that we can make really good choices with our time and be good stewards of our time. You know, a lot of times we think about stewardship as finances and money and how can we be good stewards of our money. But I think that God wants us to be good stewards of our time as well. And what are we um, filling our time with? Now, we live in a culture right now that is super busy. You know, everybody's so busy all the time. It's like, I talk about this a lot, but you'll meet somebody, you know, say at church or in the grocery store, whatever it is. And, you know, you see your friend, oh, hey, how you doing? And what is our usual response? I'm good, just busy, you know, so busy. You know, we that's like become our mantra. I'm good, but busy, so busy. Our mantra these days is I'm busy. And it's there's a difference. We're going to talk about, you know, good busy and when it's not a burden to be busy. And then we're going to talk about um, the not so good busy stuff. So we're going to talk about that as well. But our culture almost glorifies being busy. We put it on a pedestal. We feel like he who is the busiest is the most successful. And that's simply not true. Now, you can certainly be busy and be busy doing things that are fruitful, that are um, furthering the kingdom, that are a blessing, that are serving. And we're going to talk about how to discern those things. But the first thing we need to do is 
think about how are we honoring God with our time? And are we being good stewards of the finite time that each of us have? Because face it, life is short. We do not get an unlimited amount of time. And when you look at it in that perspective and you say, I really want to use the moments that I've been given by God, because ultimately the time you have has been given to you by God. So you use that time to give back to him and to honor him in your um, in the way that you use your time. So being a good steward of your time and making the most use of your time. So what are the things that you're filling your time up with? You know, some of us um, are just those types of people that feel like we need to be busy all the time. You know, I think some people definitely thrive on being busy. For me, I really don't. I sort of um, crumble <laughs> when I get too busy. When I get overwhelmed or there's too many things going on, you know, I can get, um, I can kind of retreat and not want to go out. <laughs> I feel like I just don't want to do anything. I shut down. So you kind of have to find a balance. But ultimately, you can be really busy doing really good things and it doesn't feel like a burden. So when my schedule starts to feel like a burden or I start to feel like there's just too much going on, that might be an inner um, signal for me to evaluate, are these things not bearing fruit? Are they not a blessing? Because face it, if I'm not excited about them, if I'm feeling overwhelmed, if I'm complaining about them, then that's really not a good place to be. And that's not honoring God. And that's not being a good steward of our time. There's a point where we can be too busy, even though we're doing good things. So for instance, if you're like serving at your church or, you know, serving in your community and you find it really hard to say no, when you just keep doing all those things, if you're doing them and you find it hard to say no because you love them and it's, you know, increasing your passion more for what you do and you feel energized and motivated and excited about it and you don't complain about it because it's all good stuff, then that's certainly the good kind of busy. So you may physically have your calendar full, but if your heart is full, then that's wonderful. But if you physically have your calendar full and your heart is feeling empty, that's something you need to evaluate. There was a time in our life where we were really busy doing really good things. And, you know, we were serving a lot at church. And my husband was the youth director. I was um, on the board at church. Uh, we were, you know, serving in various ways during our church service, whether it was children's ministry or the nursery, um, you know, coffee fellowship, all these things, right? But we came to a point where I felt like I was going to church on Sunday and I wasn't even going to church. Every Sunday was about, okay, who's on the schedule for what ministry? Who's doing what and who's where? And we weren't, weren't even really sitting together as a family at church anymore. And I thought, this isn't what church is supposed to be about. And not only were we doing all those things, here's the part that I had to deal with in myself. Sure, on the outside, it looked good because we were doing all these things and we were really busy. But on the inside, I was getting resentful. I was doing it with a complaining heart, not necessarily a cheerful heart. And I had to evaluate that and say, this isn't how God wants me to use my time. And this certainly isn't serving him. 
because I'm not serving him out of an obedience and, and joy to serve him. I'm serving him because I feel like I have to do it because I can't say no and we'll look like the good Christians because we're doing all the good Christian things. And I tell you this to be transparent and to say this is a sin that I had to deal with. And we actually did. We stepped back for a long time. We took a, a, a break from all of those activities for a while. And then when we came back to it, it was like a slow, gradual adding things in and adding the things in that we truly felt were where God wanted us. Because often we say yes to all these things and they are good things. I mean, serving in church and ministry are all good things, but we're getting ahead of God because... I honestly wasn't praying about saying yes to all those things and wasn't carefully considering where I was in my life at that time. I was home, you know, my kids were younger at that time. I was homeschooling. I had a lot of other responsibilities in my own home. We were stretched way too thin outside of the home. And even though they were all good things, I honestly have to say I was sort of the mentality of serving man and not God. Yes, you're serving God because it's at church and all this, but I was really serving man because one, I was serving the people that were asking me to do things and two, myself, because I didn't want to say no <laughs> because I didn't want to look like, you know, I wasn't doing a good job. So we took a, a step back and we had to self-evaluate for a time and we had to realize that Number one, we wanted to come to church on Sundays as a family to worship, to be at church. And we needed to keep that time set for that and not every single Sunday, not even actually being in church because we were serving. So my own pride, I would say, got in the way at that time and I wasn't able to say no. But now I definitely make sure that if there's an opportunity that comes our way to serve, that I seek God in that decision first. And I know that this is where he wants me before I say yes. And understanding that God wants me to use my time well. We can be really stretched out doing a whole bunch of things, but are we doing them well? And in order to serve, we want to do that service well. And sometimes you can do just one or two things and do them really, really well, rather than doing a whole bunch of things and you're not doing them well. And if you start complaining about it or resenting it or begrudging it, then we have to really evaluate those things because God does not want us to serve that way and that behavior does not honor God. So every single thing we do needs to honor him. Now, when you look at your time, like I said, you want to look at it and say, I want to honor God in my time and in the use of my time. Does that mean that every single, and when I say that, I say honoring God, that means, is it bearing fruit? Is it furthering the kingdom? Is it, um, you know, sharing God with others? Now, that doesn't mean every single minute of your day, you're out there evangelizing and sharing the gospel, but it almost does because everything you do, even if it's not directly related to, you know, verbally sharing the gospel, everything that you do, all of your behavior, all of the things the way you portray yourself, the way you carry yourself, the way you serve, the way you choose to do things does witness to other people. So if you're doing things and you're busy and, and you know, you're serving and you're doing that cheerfully and you love what you do and you encounter other people, that truly does 
actually further the kingdom because you're being a witness for Christ in how you behave. So let me give you an example. Our society these days is very, um, uh, what's the word? We are very wrapped up in like filling every moment of our day, right? With our cell phones or, you know, whatever it is, when we're out, say, at the uh, grocery store, and I'm so guilty of this. This is why I talk about it because I can say I know how it feels, been there, done that. I have a hard time standing online without going and checking my phone, right? Because it's like we have to fill up that that moment that we, we're standing there or in the doctor's office if you're waiting for your appointment and you're feeling the need to fill up those moments, those um those blank moments that used to be a good time to, hey, smile at somebody in front of you in line. Strike up a conversation with another person while you're waiting for your appointment. And when I choose to kind of look at my phone and don't engage with others around me, and I'm not saying you have to have a big, like, you know, long story uh, conversation with somebody in line at the local grocery store, but... You never know the person that God put in front of you at the grocery store or the person that God put in that chair next to you in the doctor's office has been put there for a reason. And when you look down at your phone and you miss an opportunity to connect with another soul, even if you don't speak, even if you just sit and smile or you just glance at them with a kind look. And maybe you will strike up a conversation. And what if that conversation led you to speak about your faith? You just don't know. But even if it did not lead you to speak about your faith verbally, just a kind look, a smile could show somebody a glimpse of God's love. And somebody might leave changed because, hey, that person in the grocery store took the time to smile at me and they weren't too busy looking at their phone. So we do not need to fill up every single moment of our day. You know, when you're home, right? We feel like we need to constantly fill up our time. See, that's the thing when I say that in our society, we feel that busy equals success or busyness is like a badge of honor. You know, we wear it proudly. We're so busy. We tell everybody we know how busy we are. People put on their Facebook statuses the list of things they did that day because It makes them feel important to list all the things that they did that day. Well, guess what? Everybody is busy. Everybody has responsibilities. And it's not a competition. We are not against each other. And he who is busiest does not win anything, right? But we do. We wear it like it's a badge of honor, like it's a badge of success. That the person who has the longest list of things, you know, got up the earliest and went to bed the latest and did so many things in between. And folks, I'm telling you that it's not how God wants us to behave. That's not honoring God with our time. It's not honoring God in our behavior. It is simply puffing ourselves up, right? We want to exalt him and not ourselves. We can make a list of things we do. If we're saying, wow, look at all the things that God has helped me to do today, you know, always pointing to him. But we do not need to wear our busyness as a badge of honor. Busy does not equal success. You know, we are a society right now who really puts a lot of worth in the accomplishments that we do and the things that we do. But as Christians, we know our worth does not come from what we do, but what from God did. 
what Jesus did on the cross. So everything we do should point back to him, whether it just be in our behavior or how we use our time. You know, um, we can be really busy just doing too many things that don't really mean anything. You know, so many of us say we don't have time. We don't have time to do the things we want. I find that very hard to believe in this day and age where everything is so much easier for us. We have the world at our fingertips in this little, you know, pocket phone. We have uh, all the conveniences we could ever dream of. And yet we are a society who says we are too busy. So if you were to evaluate your time in your day, I mean, really sit down and keep track of where you spend your time. I bet you would find places where you actually did have a lot more time than you thought. Are you spending way too much time scrolling through the internet or, you know, mindlessly watching TV? Um, you know, are you spending time doing things that are really not bearing fruit? You know, are things that you're doing life-giving or life-depleting? A lot of us come off the internet feeling depleted <laughs> or, you know, we might do something that we feel like we don't feel good about afterwards when we feel um, like we're more depressed or we're discontent. You know, we need to um, really evaluate what are we doing with the time we are given. And I will address this as well since we're kind of talking about wasting time and not having enough time to do all the things we want to do. Because, you know, that's another mantra I think of ours is, I just don't have enough time. I just don't have enough time. That's, you know, what it's like we're supposed to say. But really, if you do, I'm going to say this and it's going to sound probably mean, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> if you do not have enough time to read your Bible every single day and spend time with God every single day. You are busy doing the wrong things because how on earth can we expect to live a life that honors God if we don't even take the time to communicate with him? So many people say they don't have time to read God's word. I'm sorry. That is no excuse. That actually offends me. It does. It offends me. You know why? Because that was me and I get it. I lived it. I know that I would always say at the end of the day, well, I just don't have time. I have all these little kids and I do this and I do that. Well, guess what? Our life giver wants to communicate with us and how dare we tell him we don't have the time. What is life without our creator? What is life without communicating with the God who created us? And I get passionate about that because that was me. So I know, and I, I was so convicted of that years ago. Like, are you kidding me? I would say to myself, like, are you kidding me? The God that you love so much, the God that you're, you know, t wanting to tell others about, the God that saved you, you're going to sit there and like joke and be flippant about it and say, I don't have time to read the Bible. I just don't have time. I'm too busy in this stage of life. You don't have any life without him. How can we be too busy? So there is no amount of busyness that overrides spending time with God. And truly, if you're seeking him first and you're wanting to spend time with him and the more you spend time with him, I truly know you will just want more and more of him. 
You'll just desire more and more of him. The more you are doing that, then it's easier to discern what things kind of need to go in your life or what things are time wasters. Honestly, the more time I spend in God's word, the less time I want to be on the internet. The more time I spend in God's word, the less time I would like to spend doing things that don't matter because it puts your perspective where it needs to be. So the more you are filling up on him, the more you are desiring him, the more you seek to know him, the easier it will be to discern what are the things in your schedule that are a blessing or a burden. You'll be able to discern and you'll be able to weed those things out. You know, for homeschoolers like myself, there was a year where we um, felt the need to do another co-op. Now, we already are out of the house one day a week. And so this other opportunity became available to us to take a class on another day of the week at a co-op. And, you know, what I realized that year was I didn't want to say no because, you know, it's your friends and they invited you and you thought, well, all the other good homeschoolers are doing it and how will it look if I don't do it? And, you know, I want to keep the kids social. So the more things we do, the better. So number one, I was doing it for the wrong reasons. If you just heard all those reasons that I said, Um, And number two, when we started to get into our year and I started to feel like that was such a burden, like, oh, here comes Thursday. It's such a burden now that we have to go out again and we're falling behind in our regular schedule. And that year, I think actually we were in our program that we're out of the house on Tuesdays every week and that we've always done. So that's fine. That's enough though. (laughs) But that's what we were doing. And then every Thursday we were out and then every other Friday afternoon we were doing another activity. And, you know, it was really difficult because I felt like, you know, it's home school and we're never home and that became difficult for our family. And so the following year I had to say, I just can't do this. It's too much for our family. And it was like a huge burden was lifted off. If you're doing things and they feel burdensome, you're feeling like you're overwhelmed and you're drowning in your schedule, then those are the things that need to be scaled back. Because you do not want to be busy doing things that aren't blessing your family. They're not, like I said, there's a few things you can keep in mind. Is this furthering the kingdom? Now, again, it might not be something where you're actually speaking the gospel. But if you're encountering other people, if you're serving, and if you're doing that well and cheerfully and not begrudgingly, those are things that could further the kingdom because your behavior is honoring God. And... um, You know, there's a a season of our life that is actually really busy, and that is the spring. The past several years, we've been able to travel for for me speaking at homeschool conventions, and I was just looking at my schedule this week for the spring, and it's starting to fill up with several different events. And then I have my retreat in the summer again next year, and so, you know, spring's busy, and then even an event in the summer – And when looking at that, you can say, wow, that's so busy. And how do you do that with homeschooling? And, you know, and for the moment, it can feel overwhelming. But the difference is while, yes, the calendar is full, I know without a doubt, I know 100% when I do those events that I am fulfilling my calling. I know that God has me doing those things my passion is in doing those things, you know, and our family enjoys it. I mean, who doesn't love traveling, right? (laughs) So 
while yes, it can feel busy and yes, it can be overwhelming, it energizes energizes me more than it would deplete me. It actually spurs me on. So that's the kind of busy that's the good busy. So if I were to do all those things and I was so overwhelmed and so tired and asking myself all the time, why am I doing this? This is horrible. Then those things should not be done because perhaps that isn't where God wants you. Face it, if God wants you doing something, whether it's a full calendar or not, he's going to supply you the energy, the perseverance, the um, attitude to do those things, right? The passion, the desire to do those things. And that's exactly how I feel during our busy season in the spring. So you could have a very full calendar if you're doing really good things to further the kingdom and to be a blessing and not be a burden. So we want to look at being a good steward of our time, you know, adding up your time like you would your finances and saying, are these hours really doing things that honor God? Because as I said, we have a limited amount of time on this earth. And when we really put that in perspective, do we want to say that we can look back at the end of our life and, you know, we did things well, we did things cheerfully, we did things to honor God, or we were just so busy running around chasing our tails that this whole life flew by and we don't even know where it went, right? We, I mean, it sounds morbid, but it's true. We really need to evaluate the gift of time that we have from God and use it well. He's given each of us a certain amount of time on this earth and our purpose on this earth is to know him, to make him known, to glorify him. And are we glorifying him if we're running around so busy, complaining about how busy we are and feeling overwhelmed and tired and exhausted all the time? I don't think so. So we really need to evaluate, are we being good stewards of our time? Don't wear your busyness as a badge of honor. Don't look to others and feel that you need to justify yourself because your schedule is busy. I would much rather people look at me and say, boy, Karen loves Jesus. And you can tell by the way she lives her life. Then boy, Karen is so busy. How does she do it all? I don't want people to look at me and my accomplishments. I want them to look at me and see God working through me and the joy that comes from serving him. And part of that serving him is how I'm using the time he has given me. So I encourage you today, if you're feeling overwhelmed with your schedule, if you're feeling that you just can't break free from this busy uh culture that we live in you can break free because we are not supposed to look like the world the world will tell you to be busy to fill up your schedule to get your kids involved in every activity they can you know to do all these things but when you are a christian and you're walking with jesus you can break free from that because you are not supposed to look like the world you are supposed to look like jesus and you are supposed to honor god so we do not have to keep up with anyone else but God. Get in his word. Get to know him. The more you know him, the easier it will be to discern what are the things that God wants me to do with my time each day. And it's okay to find rest sometimes. We don't have to run around so busy and exhausted and too afraid to tell people that we spend a day in the afternoon just sitting and enjoying each other 
just sitting and enjoying our family. Our time in the evenings for our family is so precious to us. We would need to be home more evenings than not. Like we, we do not like to be out, you know, running around to different activities every night. We like to be together. And that's okay, you know. God wants us to rest. He wants us to recharge. He wants us to do those things so that we can be more useful with our time because we are not going to be using our time well if we're constantly feeling resentful and tired and exhausted and overwhelmed. And speaking of that, tomorrow, Friday, September 1st, actually when this airs, I think it will be Friday, September 1st, we are opening up our registration for our Simply Living for Him 2018 retreat. And that is exactly the time that you can take to um, evaluate and to rest and renew and to restore. We talk about simplifying on that retreat. We talk about living simple. But at the core of that whole retreat is seeking Jesus and we take two days to get away from it all in a beautiful location so that you can rest. It's not a retreat where you're busy running around doing all kinds of activities and you come home tired. It's a retreat that you are going to be seeking Jesus. You're going to be in worship time. You're going to pray. You're going to have a great time with other sisters in Christ fellowshipping. And you're also going to have a lot of time to rest. And it's in a beautiful setting that is just the perfect place to do that. So we have our early bird registration opening up on September 1st. And I'm telling you that we are practically halfway to the amount of attendees that we had total last year. And we've only had registration opened up for three days in August. So that means spots are going quickly this year. Now, we have room for more than previous years, but we will have to close if we get too large. So, and there's also limited amount of lodges. Um, you will register for the retreat, and then lodging is completely separate. If you want to stay on site, we have a group discount, and those lodges are going quickly. But we do also have, um, there are plenty of places in the area to stay as well, if you just want to join us for the retreat. So, those tickets are going on sale Friday, September 1st, early bird registration, you don't want to miss it. If you're looking to simplify, if you're looking to spend time with other women seeking Jesus, if you're looking to just get away from it all for a little bit and find your rest and your rest in him, I hope you would join us. So again, I hope this episode helps you to evaluate your time. How are you using your time? And most of all, are you glorifying God in all that you do? And until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.